0: Welcome to my podcast, The Sexual Shaman, Conversations on Sexuality and Spirituality. I am your host, Kenneth Ray Stubbs. This podcast videocast series is inspired by a book I envisioned, contributed to, edited, and published 30 years ago entitled Women of the Light, the New Sacred Prostitute. This current podcast videocast is a series of conversations with both women and men of the light, all about sexuality and spirituality. We go into the topics of Western Tantra, Western sexology, orgasm, gender, Tibetan Buddhism, contemporary shamanism, and traditional shamanism. Basically we focus on energy and transformation in all aspects of our lives. Here we openly support all sex orientations All genders, all gender identifications, all races, and all ethnicities. The sponsor of this podcast is my energy training, an extensive 20-course program in developing our extensive infrastructure and our shamanic abilities to transform ourselves and others. More information is available at sexualshaman.com com Today, two elders of erotic massage come together. Joseph Kramer, whom I shall refer to as Joe, looking back at our beginnings, me in 1975 and Joseph in 1979. He says, teaching something uh, about massage and sexuality that we were calling erotic massage, which meant was a way of saying we included the genitals in some way as a part of the whole body, the whole being. Uh, We were sort of Johnny Appleseeds, (laughs) it turns out. Uh, Before that, there wasn't really much formally uh, being uh, available to the world. And uh, I started teaching about massage. Um, About a year or two later, Joseph came in and started doing, uh, took a class uh, with me and then went off and did his own thing. And we've gone in a slightly different directions, but we have a very similar philosophy. We uh, have both produced publications on uh, the area of erotic massage. Uh, we both taught uh, at different times uh, a somatic approach course uh, at the Institute for the Advanced Study of Human Sexuality, integrating a, a somatic uh, and sensation and massage in, these sexual education, sexual therapy, and counseling approaches. So everyone, I'd like to welcome Joseph Kramer, my friend, colleague, uh, and uh, we lived only a few miles apart uh, at one point in Berkeley, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joseph, welcome.
1: Thank you, Ray. It is a delight to be here. And as you said, it makes me quiver a 100 years of, erotic massage experience we have between us here that we're, that we're, uh, we're bringing to this moment.
0: And um, so it's no big deal teaching what we would call erotic massage. She said no one was doing it. Uh, not really. Uh, not in, in a very conscious way of looking at the whole body, the whole being. Yes, There was... Uh, what at the time uh, was called sensual massage at least in the San Francisco Bay Area, which meant sort of a massage that focused it on the genital and release. Uh, and our approach was, uh, was much more inclusive, I think, uh, in our own various ways, which is totally fine. Uh, but the point is that we started to include the, this because the massage profession, I came out of massage school in 1973, Uh, And the massage profession was pretty much in denial around sexuality. I can understand why, but still, it um, it just, uh, if you're going to be touching people's bodies uh, in a professional role, sooner or later, sexual feelings, sexual awareness, sexual desire uh, is likely to come up. That doesn't mean we necessarily act on it at all Uh, And how we might choose to relate to that is really important, which many professions that are involved in somatic approaches or shamanic approaches uh, uh, or psychological therapy approaches do not really deal with this. Uh, And so my perspective was let people be aware so they can make choices. uh, And there are many ways we can to express that and... uh, how we might want to put ourselves out into the world. What well, was so interesting, your background, you were in a seminary, uh, and then shifted over yes. to, to God, yeah. to, to uh, erotic massage, in some ways. Fill, fill us in on that that shift, that expansion.
1: Well, I was studying to be a Catholic priest. I was not ordained, but in the Jesuits, a Roman Catholic religious order, and the Jesuits are about education. They have schools all over the world, hundreds of schools actually and universities. So I was educated in kind of this tradition of being a teacher and an educator, which I became. So that like, I got that from them. The other thing about my work with the Jesuits is their, the idea was to be a person for others, to be a service. This was fostered in every way. It's Jesus' message, of course, but in a variety of ways. And so to give massage or teach and all this became a way of being of service. So that was my my 10 years of study as a Jesuit. Those are some of the nuggets that I took away that have really been of value to me afterwards. I wanna step back. You said we were kind of the beginning beginners I recently looked back at Alfred Kinsey's studies and I wanted to see if there was any reference to massage or erotic massage in these books. And if you remember what Kinsey did in the mid 1950s, 48 and 52 were when his studies were published, but he, his studies were really about counting orgasms or ejaculations, that's what he did one of his main things, how many people had, and there was the category closest to what we're talking about was petting. There was some petting before, which was before sex you would somehow touch, but there wasn't how many ejaculations from petting. There was there, He just didn't have much on it. And I thought it's interesting. I, and I thought, I wonder if there were massage parlors in those days in the fifties. Then I looked at uh, sex researchers, Masters and Johnson in the 60s into the 70s. And they also did not use the word massage or erotic massage or even sensual massage, but they did see the the importance of attention to touch and they developed a thing they called sensei focus, as you know. So this this was a precursor, this is a beginning. There's an end for us here that couples should touch each other and pay attention to that touch. And in their sessions, they suggested lots of places on the body before you got to the genitals. So Masters and Johnson's work was, uh, and the other thing Masters and Johnson came up with, this was especially with women, they said in in their research, women reported the least amount of pleasure from intercourse with a penis in them the second most amount of pleasure was oral sex a third level was the highest level of pleasure was touch touch from another was was there and then self touch was the highest and i think even today i see this that i think we know our own bodies so but that was the closest there really wasn't a culture or place sensual massage was kind of in the nooks and crannies it wasn't even in major sex research at that time it certainly wasn't used as a method for learning and for couple you know for relationships and for learning different sexual skills as it is today so so we we came out of this environment in Northern California around San Francisco Bay Area, where there, were, there was an explosion of bodywork body therapies and they were all coming up here. There, it seems like all, many great teachers were right here. And so there is explorations, including more Asian um, acupuncture and acupressure, And I remember taking, going learning the things on the acupressure and shiatsu, more from Japan. And all of this was in the Bay Area. There were, uh, I remember 10 different massage schools that I looked at one time and each had a different type of bodywork emphasis. But what I would like, before we step directly into where we are, I think almost all of those in touching someone, the person gets the, the receiver gets the impression uh, that all these parts of the body deserve touch and they're getting touch except one part of the body and this is the, uh, the genitals and I think even if it's not conscious this is communicated yeah. this is this is different it doesn't deserve um, playful touch our lovey touch or healing touch are integrating into the whole body so the whole body it was a disintegrating type of approach all these massages were but the area was open to erotic massage which is where you and i came along you first and um i f- i was right behind in your footsteps <laughs> uh but i but i think that's one thing that we had was the openness to all kinds of explorations and body work. And we were we were part of that. So it wasn't like it was just erotic massage. It was erotic massage was part of all these things. And tantra, um, uh, you know, sky dancing tantra, Margot Anand was, you know, in Marin starting her work or doing in the late '80s, and taking erotic massage, I'm influenced by you and by me, and integrating it in to her work. It didn't. She didn't bring erotic massage from Osho. This was. Uh, this is something that kind of came here and came into tantra. So uh, I think those are those are the beginnings that I'm thinking that um, at first sensual massage, as you say it, and I think I was a little bolder. Meaning I like the term erotic massage. And I remember you first used the term erotic massage like on your videos where erotic massage. And then later the same videos you called them tantric massage, toned it, you know, toned it a little differently because it is harsh. Some people are erotic. But anyway, that's so those are that's the beginnings that I as as I remember uh up into up into the 80s.
0: Again, I think to emphasize here that our approach was, it was not the rest of the body or the genitals, it was both and. And that was really key in my approach to say, less pleasure nurture the whole body, uh, including the genitals is is a part of it. And in fact, in my classes, uh, which were open to all sexual orientations, uh, in my classes, the, the, the integration, and it, this led me into understanding of Tantra, that I wasn't focusing on ejaculation as a goal, but to pleasure the whole body. And I had this idea, because Tantra, I took my first Tantra class in 1975, which is shortly after uh, I took, a, I started to teach massage, and the idea of spreading the energy spreading the energy. And I found that demonstrating the genital massage on both males and females, that this energy would build up and it'd build up and it'd build up. So the volunteer, but I'd ask volunteer in the class, uh, and it'd it'd build up and build up. And I was not focusing on quote unquote, ejaculatory or Mm -hmm. any sort of casting release, but just sort of, okay, Uh, just sort of, this is how you can do it, but don't focus on the end, focus on the process. So people would sort of crawl back to their partner in the room. (laughs) I I thought, this doesn't feel quite right. So I started exploring uh, with different people, ways to take that energy that was built up from the genital massage and expand it throughout Mm. the body. And that turned into a whole major, major teaching for me, for me. Uh, and I, uh, it, it was like, maybe this is what tantra is about. Uh, embracing our sexual nature to build it up. Uh, and there are many ways to take that energy and and, and soar with it. And so uh, after the demonstration of the gentleman's massage, I would then touch the pelvic floor, touch the pelvic head, have a person breathe up, exhale down, breathe up. That's just my particular technique. Mm-hmm. And what that did was, it was sort of, people would say the energy sort of expanded throughout their whole body, the whole energy field. And it was blissful. And they said, oh, it, that was just such a major teaching that I learned by the seat of my pants and no one taught me, but I sensed, there's gotta be more to this. Uh, and you came in with a whole nother approach. You want to share about that, uh, the, the, the approach you did with, you were calling it Taoist erotic massage at one yes. point? Yes.
1: So, um, so I didn't want to teach erotic massage professionally. I started a massage school, and I was really interested in massage. And I, perhaps it was my Catholic background, even though I liked erotic massage in my play life, I did this. You know, but but uh, professionally, it was illegal. And I was, I have to say, I was a kind of uh, conservative. or maybe I still am in one's, from once. So I was not interested in erotic massage. But I started a massage school and I was teaching massage. And at this time, in the early 80s, AIDS hit. And San Francisco Bay Area is one of three or four places in the world where AIDS really first took off and there was lots of fear and lots of there was no understanding of what this was but one thing was clear it was not communicated through touch and so i knew that what i knew massage was for the main people who were getting aids were gay and bisexual men for gay and bisexual men to do touch and even erotic touch was safe but HIV was found in semen. So I I decided that if I was going to teach classes and teach individuals, I wanted to go the route that you had just talked about to take people to a place where could they be blissful without ejaculation? Could men really go there and would that be? And so I advertised in my personal life I did one-on-one sessions, and I did in this room back here, right there. I did 5,000 sessions on that table um, and and in the same house. And I also did classes, and I advertised all the time, not no ejaculation, massage. So when people came, when men came, there was an agreement that they weren't going to come. That was their intention. I... I have found this is very important because the more I look at sex as a sex researcher, we have in us this wanting for release. This is one of the, this is our evolutionary thrust. Evolution wants us to copulate, you know, and there's this thing. And the wanting is more than it's it's chemical and all this, hormonal. And if you, the wanting for release, if in a massage, you can interrupt this. I, by the way, I call this wanting a habit. It's, 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 it's there almost all the time. People, when they're having sex, it's like, when am I going to go on to, the, to release? You know, people have this. But when you can get rid of a habit, more things happen. So I found in my, in my work, calling it Taoist, all I knew in those days was Taoists were not big on ejaculation. So I called it Taoist as a, as, and I was, I called myself a Taoist. I had learned that the, the uh, acupuncture system on acupressure system and studied that and did acupressure work and in my school, I had acupressure. So I called it Taoist, which was the only place in sex that I found where ejaculation was, you know, played with and held off, et cetera. And so everyone who came to my classes or on my table came with that agreement. It doesn't mean that everybody didn't ejaculate, but when they came with that agreement, they they had a sexual experiences of arousal that was different from the norm. They didn't do this normally when they masturbated or had sex with a partner. And what I found is different things happen when you are not heading toward ejaculation. When you're just, you, know, you describe the state after you gave someone a session and they were blissed out. Yes, that's a state of, and it can be a full-bodied state and you can use that in a variety of ways. It can open your heart and you can be just more loving. Or I found in Body Electric, my school, the school became very popular because the vast majority of people who came during a massage at the end of a long massage they didn't have ejaculation. There was a breathing and uh, I, I ended with people clenching. I had, a, I developed a thing called the big draw that I brought from a breath breath work that I did. And, um, and then just relaxed. And people had amazing experiences at the end of this massage from arousal and in that bliss state, their heart was open or they had psychedelic experiences or they had spir- a lot of spiritual experiences. I can't believe I can't tell you how many people in a class full of men naked reported that they saw Jesus or talked to Jesus, or there were some other religious expressions. And this is this is over ten years of doing this in uh, at Body Electric. So yes, I so I found that there's a sexual place that we don't really explore usually in in regular sex i know tantra tries to get there some tantric traditions but where you're in a state where you don't have to go anywhere but you pointed out part of it is how do we spread this this um excitement in our body and all this this feelings throughout our body and a lot of us a lot of people are stressed out and so when they have sex they're stressed out and they're clenched and that's why I think massage is the ideal place. If your partner or if a professional gives you a great massage, you've relaxed, which means you're more open when you're aroused to having that arousal flow throughout your body. And I went one step further from this Taoist erotic massage if I might say, I watched people having great sessions and I thought, You know, these people are lying there on the table being done to. It's like, do me, you know, do me like in a massage. And I go, maybe this isn't the best ideal for erotic massage to just do somebody. So I said, so I started having people breathe, breathe with me. And when they would breathe with me, one thing I found that if they're breathing with me, they can't go off into fantasy. And men often go off into fantasy when they're aroused. So while somebody's breathing with me and I would play, I would breathe different paces or slow. But I would, I would say, just breathe with this. As long as they were breathing with me, I knew they were there. And if you're here, you're going to enjoy your body more. So they were going, wow, you know, they were feeling their body more. But I went one step. I thought, people have to move. I said, like, why don't you move a little bit? And I developed a thing I call erotic massage dancing. And I said, on the table, you have to move and stretch and make sounds and play with the arousal and not to get rid of it, but to just enhance it and dance with it. And some people that I worked on over long periods of time have really learned to do that. So they learned to, um, sex therapists who say regulate, the erotic energy you were talking about spreading it through the body, but you just spread it through your body through moving and um, part of its uh, just paying attention. but anyway, the experience then becomes again the whole body. And I don't neither of us is in our work was the genitals only. So I almost always when working on the genitals, many times had one hand doing something else on the body, or this person's moving also. So those were, that was the one other thing that that advanced, I would say, that I've learned is when um, a lot of of uh, information about trauma was coming up into culture, and I wanted to be aware of trauma in the work I did, although I didn't, um, I, I wanted to be aware of it, and part of that is having the person who's receiving guide what happens. And I did this a bit, but in in a sense, I'd say, tell me what you like here. Is, how is this? I'd ask questions, but guide me. And And as long as they were guiding their session, even if it's a comment every couple of minutes, as long as they're guiding the session, they're not being done to, and people who are traumatized when they're done, things are done to them. They're, they're, they're not in their power. So that I added that to the erotic massage dancing, and that's kind of where my uh, I, I actually teach erotic massage dancing now in sexological body work as a way of spreading the energy out, and and people feel a glow afterwards, and for a couple days. One more thing. That I felt most important in this is after this massage, I got reports that people said I had such clarity for many days about decisions. I made good decisions or things that I was not not clear about at work or in a relationship, I made decisions. So when this erotic energy, this excite when the body is turned on, there's it helped people with decision-making. And I know this is the case. And I actually think that I am sitting here right now because that's the case with me, that, that I've, I think I've spread, I've I've paid attention to my body, especially in erotic situations. And that has helped me with making decisions. And that's not really in the sex, sex therapy books, et cetera, but I'm sure you've experienced parallel things that people, uh, that's one of the surprising benefits of of this full-bodied awakening that could happen.
0: Makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph, I think that it's really important because people stepping into the arena of massage and or uh, sex- sexology or Tantra today uh, may not realize or understand some of the roots that have made... Tantra in the West uh, and sexual energy focuses in the West in some ways different than what we may have learned from Taoist and Tantric uh, perspectives in the East of, of India, Tibet, and uh, Japan, as well as other places. So that it, it's you know it, it didn't all start out this way and we've developed as each culture uh, assimilates into another pattern, it brings its, what is current And it's been, and this is current for us to uh, approach because we are so much into our head, which I absolutely love. (laughs) Uh, You did your dissertation on uh, on sexuality and uh, I was on your committee. So we had fun doing the intellectual stuff, Uh, but it was all rooted in our experience of our body and our energy. We uh, are looking at this whole thing about touch, the body, including the genitals, acknowledging and exploring the sexual energy that can come up and what do we do with it? Uh, uh, Rather than the usual procedure of uh, going for the glorious orgasm, the big O, which is good, but it's only one way and there's so much more. Uh, And the focus here in these conversations is on sexuality and spirituality. Joseph. You said that you would like to explore where we're going and but also the question why is it that something like what we're calling erotic massage has not perhaps been uh, more popular? You did a, a DVD on uh, uh, erotic massage for men. Uh, I did a book uh, entitled erotic massage uh, for male or female, another book for Mayo, you came down to Tucson and joined in. One of the people demonstrating the massage and, and photographed for part of that, the technique and manual, uh, and, and then also eventually fema, femorotic massage, which is female mm-hmm. to female, because I really wanted to support all sexual orientations. And one of the things that I found is, even though my courses were always open to people all sexual orientations, initially there's primarily just male, female couples coming, it was always available to couples only. And eventually we did erotic massage for men and erotic massage for bisexuals. And I did a few classes of erotic massage for women, uh, but I sort of had to, to differentiate in terms of attracting people to come in, which really represents you know, our limitation around sexual orientation and gender, uh, which is just, I think is very unfortunate but it's the reality uh, uh, and the culture that we're in and in the Western culture in general. So take it from here. Where where would you like to go with all of that perspective? uh,
1: I liked at the beginning, you said, this is for all sexual preferences. Yes. And I would like to suggest that a lot of people have sexual preferences, that they, aren't aware of or they aren't aware of for parts of their lives and I've heard many people say I'm a lesbian but I didn't I didn't discover that I was attracted to women till I was in my 20s or 30s and I go how could that be but that's what people I think what happens in erotic massage is uh, can be for many people a sexual preference and what that is is when i go into an erotic space i want to do this with somebody i trust and and know dinner you know, my partner but i want to go into a space where i can just feel and receive and be in that space for a while and that's and that's what happens in erotic and 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 uh, maybe dance with the energy but not so much in in the back and forth way, but just in my body. And then let's switch. And now you're in that position. And now I work with my partner the same way we offer this. Not suggesting that this is the only sexual preference, but I think many people would really be surprised and dive into this if they had that experience and they had a partner who they could do something like this with, or they just got to it's like a meditation, an hour on your own body. And then it might even not even be the same day. It's tomorrow night or some other time. I, I then, we then do this the other direction. But one thing that I like about massage and you know, erotic massage is this separating of giving and receiving. And I think in sex, we get the biggest thing about sex for me, I have to say, is I think sex is mostly habits. We mostly bring all our habits, our attention habits, and so we're having sex, and all these habits that we have, and we don't know that they're all habits, but we're adjusting, we're dancing with habits, and, and if we're really um, dominant or in control, those come up. If we're really submissive, that might be in sex, but when you do erotic massage, it's time for you just to receive. You don't have to do anything. You're... The habits are like, wait, I want to do something. I'm aroused. I want to do something. No, just be with, play with yourself instead of do something with someone else. So my first thing is that I think erotic massage or some other name for it is a sexual preference. And I would put myself big into that category. I found this is one of my favorite ways to have sex with people all kinds of people. And it served me quite well, I will tell you, because in the 80s, I was very much identified with gay men and lived in a gay male environment. And I met Annie Sprinkle in New York and we fell in love the first time we met. We got, and, and we went into a relationship and a sexual relationship and I had almost no experience with women. But I did have lots of experience with touch and that's where we started and played. And she was, we went from there and we are still, I would still, she still calls, we still call each other, I'm her husband. I just talked to her yesterday and um, we still do a massage. I'm going uh, Tuesday night to over to give her a session. Um, so massage has been, so what massage there allowed me to do is go beyond sexual preference. It allowed me because I'm just giving and she's receiving and then I'm receiving. So I love this. I love that separation. I think that's really important. And most couples don't have that ability. I mean, not that they don't have it, but that could be a sexual preference. Wow, just receiving. And I believe that maybe some, mostly men, go to massage parlors for that. That we think it's for the happy ending, but it's that they just receive, they're paying for it. And so they get to receive. And even though they have wives at home often, they may not have that in their relationship. And that's a shame. So that's my question right now, at this point in my life, and it's it's a new question. It's I would have thought after all. That I, have, I, have a, I have a website called eroticmassage.com that's full of 50 hours of instruction about erotic massage. And including the one of my favorite videos is the one you just mentioned, fema Femme with Jaya. And it's a beautiful massage. And what it teaches better than most of the other ones on my site is... Yes, the genitals are, are part of it, but it's a massage of the whole body, the fingertips and the face and the whole body and the genitals. And it's, it's a wonder, it's, it's one of my favorite films, I have to say. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really glad you made that. And I'm glad it's out there in the world. But, um, but I'm wondering, after I made all, made a lot of different erotic massage videos, you made many too. We put books out in the world we've taught for a hundred years and i would have thought more people would be doing erotic massage i don't on tinder i would think people would be searching for somebody and every fifth one would be saying and i give good erotic massage you know that would be one of the things oh good i want somebody i want to go out with somebody who has good hands but that's not there so this isn't part of our culture and I'm not blaming myself, but I'm saying what more could we have done, but I'm not done. So what more can we do? And if anybody watching this has ideas, I'm interested how to get this out to, to, uh, to young couples and older couples, and I think even if you're, even if you're 70 years old, a couple, it'd be, could be great to learn foot massage first and then a little bit on the face and then, yeah, some genital strokes and working this in. But anyway, I that's, and for some people, it's their sexual preference. That's where I started this. I think there are people, I talked to a woman on Zoom last week, and she said, if I had my, if, if I had my choice of any man, you know, I, I could choose certain my type, but I would want to be on a massage table and them pleasuring me. I want to be receptive. That's what she wanted. She she moves, breathes. And I go, oh, there's another one. There's one of my sexual preference. Because I do think it's a sexual preference, but it's not played up in the culture at all. It's not supported. I actually, if if I could, you said this is in a political uh it's not a political podcast but i think a capitalist uh, capitalist function society that we live in doesn't want people staying at home on saturdays and sundays doing five hours of erotic massage people aren't buying things or they're not you know they're not uh they they want they don't support things that don't support a lot of exchange of money this is people staying at home playing and it doesn't have to be erotic massage. I'm for people having sex for five hours of all sorts, but, but I or more or longer, you know, a weekend in bed. Who does that anymore? It's like 15 minutes. We have, let's do it. So anyway, that's, that's the beginning. And I'll, I'll say, I have one major, I would like to give one suggestion to everyone Um, when you're, when you're, nephew is getting married i think instead of getting them a toaster or a whatever get a massage table for the couple but i think but i think the main reason and i've heard this over and over is we used to massage each other but my back got sore on the bed or the floor and i know this i'm a professional masseur i hate doing massage on the floor, it's even, I mean, I'm 75, but when I was 30, I hated it, you know, this world moving around. And so I think a massage table allows bodies of all sorts the ability to, to not be harmed. And in fact, one woman told me, she said, my husband massages me when I'm on the table now. And then we lower the table and I pull a chair up and sit next to the table, and I massage my husband. And this is way better than what we used to do when we were, you know, on bed on a bed. She said, "We both felt well. We'll off. There's, there's a little bit of pain, but it's for the other person." What a horrible thing! I'm I'm enduring this body pain. So I think it sounds like a simple solution, but I think massage tables are important. So. So I'm going to pass the buck back to you because I threw out several things. Great. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, I have a massage table here. <laughs> uh, the, one of the things I would like to explore is you started a whole system that you call sexological body work, which is a professional train people who want to go into this in a professional way. Uh, and uh, could you explain a little bit about that? In case someone is interested, in addition to their personal life, to maybe being in some sort of a role about sexuality. I mean, you take there's hundreds of tantra classes out there, it seems like. But there is a role for someone who's professionally trained, extensively trained, to facilitate others. And that is the most intriguing term, sexological bodywork. Could you explain yes. that just a little bit?
1: Yes. Well, first, I should let everyone know this term came from Ray Stubbs. And I wanted to start a training. What happened is at Body Electric, my massage school, I was doing these classes for gay and bisexual men and then women also. But it it went beyond safe sex. Amazing things were happening. And lots of people in these classes came and took these classes and said, We want to do this professionally. So there were people becoming erotic masseurs, uh, escorts, in a sense, male and female, out of these classes. And I go, but it's illegal. So when I got my PhD at the Institute for Advanced Study of Human Sexuality in San Francisco, after I graduated, I told the president of the school, I said, the last three years were the most disembodied years I've had in my life. Here I am interested in sex, I'm studying sex and it's just not about the body. There's nothing here in the except dust and books and and I said, I suggest you offer a certification in erotic body work the the type of erotic massage that i I was offering. And I said I, I thought the idea the name should be, Somatic, even at that time, it was a real weird name, but somatic sex educator, body-based sex educator. I propose this. He says, no, I think it should be called sexological body work. And then he told me he got that from you. Okay, so, so he, the Institute was an approved school by California, which meant they could give out certifications to work professionally. And I said, can we, can we submit to the state sexological bodywork as a certification where people do erotic massage professionally, legally, to educate them and wake them up, et cetera. Not to have sex with them, but in a massage situation. And he said, the state will never go along with this. And I said, um, well, I'm going to draw up a proposal and give it to you and see if you can give it to the state. And I hired someone to work with me And we worked writing up the proposal first. It was really just to get it through the state. And it went to the Department of Consumer Affairs, the Bureau of Post-Secondary Education, and they wanted to see the videos that were gonna be used. And they wanted to see the online. and And I sent them the erotic massage videos I had made, all these things, and they said yes. So they approved a profession that was called sexological bodywork. And this was a profession that was legal only in California, only people who are certified through their approval process. So somebody else just calling themselves that would not be legal. So that was the first that was in 2003. And this every year expanded in about 2008 or nine, people came from elsewhere and they started schools elsewhere in the world. And there's five or six schools now around the world. And in many places, it's legal to do this. In the UK, it's legal to do this. In Australia, uh, prostitution is legal. So sexological bodywork is legal in that way. So it's, it's, anyway, and many people do this. As sexological body workers in the United States, but not in California, and this year, I have to say, I guess this reached the apex of of uh, erotic massage. Is uh, Netflix did a special called Sex, Love, and Goop, and it's six it's six uh, episodes, where four of the episodes feature sexological body workers, and Jaya, who is in uh, um you know Fema femme is in two of them and really is amazing and another woman does uh, erotic work online on on video so you get to see her do it and the woman she's working on one woman said she's never had an orgasm before the other woman starts crying because she has um, tension in her vagina and it opens up right there on screen you don't get to see it close up but you get to see this work working. So that was the, the I guess, the popular media. But there are thousands, several thousand sexological body workers now educated both in California and in schools around the world. And um, as sex educators, they all don't focus on erotic massage. That was my original idea. But as this expanded, they use the old term somatic sex educator also. So they educate in all different areas and some don't do any touch. It's more sex education, Um, but it's quite a vibrant um, profession. And a couple of things. One is the people who are doing this, especially if they're touching people, do not take their clothes off. It's not two-way touch. It's It's a massage. You are receiving. This is about your time to receive. And where I see this as important is there are a lot of lessons, sexual lessons that people need for sex with partners that they've never learned. They went they all of a sudden they're having sex at, I don't know, at 16 or 20 or and are getting married, and they've never learned much about their own body. This is a wonderful place to start learning about what is, you know the body is, and especially as the erotic energy spreads out. So erotic massage as an area of sex education is what this profession is about. And um, I think the most powerful use of this that many people are doing, sexological body workers, is having people do five two-hour sessions a day. So somebody mm-hmm. would come in, not like psychotherapy where you come back a week later, but you come back tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And there's integration and things worked into this, but the body isn't like the mind, the body opens up and then it opens up more and more. So it's quite a wonderful way to teach. Um, And there's, there's lots of people that are not professional sexological bodyworkers doing great erotic bodywork. I think from the, from the beginning of history till now, Probably 10% of all prostitutes weren't just prostitutes. They were uh, sexual shamans who found no other place to do their work, you know, and they worked there. There were medicine people and all this, and they worked under in those guises. But uh, it's really quite exciting, and but it's a, a huge field that started from erotic massage. That was the beginning, and it's still part of it. But, but it's branched out into a huge field. And I'm proud of it. I'm the, I'm the, I used to be called the father of sexological body work, somebody recently, here is the grandfather of sexological body work. Wait, I don't have any kids. Anyway, <laughs> so that's, and that all came out of this erotic massage work. By the way, on this website, Eroticmassage.com. There's a whole section on sexological bodywork, showing some sessions, individual sessions, including anal massage and coaching, erotic work, and all kinds of things. So there's a so about this profession. There's a section on my website, Eroticmassage.com.
0: So if someone wanted to be in contact with you, that is that the best website to go to. Yes, they can.
1: And they there's they can contact me through that. Yes. Yeah. By the way, no I've as long as we're doing promotion, the core materials for sexological body work at all these schools in the world, I have made available online. So this is not these are the videos and the written materials. Probably it's about uh 80 hours of video and 150 pages of text and all this but it's all the course materials are available online at the yogaofsex.com so if you're interested in being a sex educator these are all different kind of sections on how to teach uh, that we use the sexological bodywork workers, the very same things that's available and it's Whereas some courses in sexological bodywork cost $10,000. This, all these materials are available. Right now they're on sale, well, for $300. So uh, that's yogaofsex.com. So those okay. those are two places, yeah. And you can c- contact me through them, through those websites.
0: Great. Well, Joseph, uh, it's <laughs> the... Uh... The oldies, but goodies here. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really important that uh, contemporary situation and people have a sense of where some of this is evolved from. Uh, When we were starting out of pretty much nothing, uh, saying something inside says this is a way to go, this is a direction to head in. So we headed into it and it unfolded this way and that way and this way and that way. And the embrace for me of my body and erotic massage is really what took me into my particular main focus now is on energy. Being quadrupedic, I can't do the somatic things, can't do the physical teaching that I did uh, before neck injury. And um, so the energetics underlying some of this has become my focus. Joseph, has been very nice uh, to get a, a sense of some of our roots uh, as elders of erotic massage. Any last thing you want to say before we complete uh, uh, our conversation today? Anything in particular?
1: Yeah, I would say one more thing. It's yes. Little, And that is um, one of the reasons, I've been really thinking about this, one of the reasons that I don't think erotic massage is taken off is that there is massage is a skill that has to be practiced. Yes. And so um what I and somebody who has really practiced and it might be one long course or all this, but your hands turn on. And this I don't think the normal person understands that when you're touching somebody, you're really communicating and perceiving through your hands. And I don't think somebody just giving a massage without any without having turned their hands on understands that they're communicating as much as they can with manipulation, but this idea of turning on and um, so with sexological body workers, when we first when I first started doing it, I only welcomed into the profession, people who are already masseurs, I wanted people who already had the skill, but what, I'm, what I wanted to say at the end is I think where to go from here, it's to practice some strokes. For example, I think your, your uh, femme fema femme, to look at here's an hour or 45 minutes to an hour long massage. You can look at just five minutes and with your partner, say, yeah, we're just going to do that shoulder and that face and head. And we do it several times and just start waking that up. Then maybe the lay. We're not, you don't learn this all at once. So it is committing to practicing over time because every time you practice, you get better. But I do think that we're not a we're a culture that wants everything right now. We want the world right now, and we want it now, you know. But it does take practice. And I think that's one of the drawbacks here. And if you have a way of having sex, let's just do that because. I'd have to learn all kinds of things about how to touch this and that and tug the labia and the G-spot. I don't know how to massage a G-spot or, you know, but uh, anyway, I think that's what I would say. And it's a wonderful, delightful thing to practice massage on someone you love, someone you're. So Mm -hmm. I think this is, so that's what I would, I would put forth.
0: Yeah. elucidate how at least when I started doing massage professionally, I would spend about a minute meditating over a person's body, sort of feeling the energy field of the person. In my my awareness, I was touching their energy field first as my hands came into the physical contact. And that's a very, very important awareness meditative approach, just being in the energy field, if you can tune into that, so that when you finally do touch, there's much more, usually there's much more presence. Uh, And that's, uh, I think that's one of the, the, at least for me, one of the key things that was so important for me. Well, there's so much to to talk about and understand, (laughs) and massage is a skill. Uh, Some people are more sort of naturally intuitive with it than others, but it is definitely a skill that can be developed. Uh, uh, Dr. Joseph Kramer, uh of the san francisco bay area uh the dancer across uh, north american europe uh and australia with uh new zealand with his uh johnny Appleseed uh, of massage uh thank you so much for joining in i uh, really wanted to hear your point of view here in this series of the sexual shaman uh, conversations on sexuality and spirituality and we've been talking spirituality all along we just haven't used that term very much <laughs> so you, ne- you never left the, mon- uh, the, the seminary the seminary <laughs> expanded into the world to, in- to embrace uh, the body so <sighs>
1: thank, thank you, you Ray Stubbs.
0: thank you and uh, uh, my name is kenneth ray Stubbs, and this podcast video cast which you can view in its entirety uh, on sexualshaman.com, the um, approach here sponsored by my training, uh, the energy training uh, on ways of going to the underlying energetic patterns within massage, within Tantra, within shamanism, within spiritual development. Uh, I invite you to consider as a possibility and uh, look at uh, to see more of Joseph, uh, eroticmassage.com and the other uh, Yoga of Sex or The Yoga of Sex which was? Um,
1: Yogaofsex.com Yogaofsex.com
0: yoga Yogaofsex.com uh, So if you want to dance with Joseph Moore uh, thank you so much and I wish you a beautiful day there in the San Francisco Bay Area a beautiful place. I did indeed leave my heart in San Francisco and I moved from Sex Mecca, San Francisco, Shaman Land, Tucson, Arizona.
1: So, So. Oakland, I would like to say Oakland. I like that I'm in a city named after Oak.
0: All right. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye-bye.